0: Hey, what's up? This is Kirby and Ember, and you're listening to Fashionably Late, where coming out has no timeline. Join us as we share our experiences as late-blooming lesbians. Baby, you put out the post on Instagram. What was the post?
1: I did. I just put out the post asking our followers to tell us what they wanted to hear us talk about when it comes to diving deeper into our personal coming out journeys and we got a lot of good feedback and went through picked out some comments that we thought we'd enjoy talking about and tonight I think what did we pick what's the one that we picked
0: so the the comment that we picked for tonight was how long have you known and how long did it take to come out which I love that question like like let's dive into it let's just like dive into it right away like how long did you think you knew that you were gay. I don't know I to say gay. How long did you think you knew that? And like, how long did it take to come out?
1: I think for me, it wasn't that I knew that I was gay. It's that I knew that I wasn't straight. <laughs> and I think that I went a lot of years thinking I could swing both ways. And it took me actually leaning into it and experiencing certain things to realize that I was, in fact, just gay. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, um, I don't know, for like, for, I, I feel like my, like, early 20s, like, is when I started saying, like, knowing I was bisexual, knowing I was attracted to women, knowing that um, chances were, if I was having a lot of fun with a group, <laughs> like, it, something was going to happen to where I was going to, you know, be a little bit more than just friends. And that went on and on and on. Until eventually um, I, I discovered like what it was like to have a group of lesbian friends, which I never had. Like I never ever like all my friends were pretty much straight and straight hetero couples, you know. So um, I think it was not until just a year ago when I started hanging out with some of the people that I met on TikTok and then re- like realized like, holy shit there's so much I'm realizing just hanging out with this group about myself that I never allowed myself to even think about because I just kind of programmed my, my life to be, um, very traditional, I guess. So I guess I knew for a long time, but I didn't allow myself to think too far into it, um, until I surrounded myself with like-minded people.
1: Yeah. And for me, I think a lot of What held me back was how I was raised, surrounded by a lot of religion, and it was not something that was openly discussed in my family at all, and despite the feelings that I was having and the things that I knew, I had to pretend like they weren't there because it was not going to be something that I was allowed to explore.
0: Yeah, I... There was part of me, there was one day I remember saying to my brother who came out when he was 17 and I knew my brother was gay when he was five. Like I just knew. And so it wasn't like a shocker surprise to me or family members. Um, But, you know, even he had to go through his ups and downs and his journey but I said to him one day, I was like, why did it take me 40 years? Like, why did it take me 40 years to figure it out? And he's just like, well, you know, that's just that's just how it works. Like, it, you know, there is no timeline. It doesn't matter. It's your journey. And a lot of amazing things happened in my life um, as as like a straight person too. So, like, I don't discredit that. I don't think – I don't go back and say, like, I wish none of this would have happened or I missed out on so much and this and that, like, I still had like amazing experiences. And I think that, um, you know, I always just, I have four brothers. So it was like, I'm a tomboy. Like I grew up a tomboy. I grew up one of the boys and we all shared clothes and I liked that style. And, um, That's kind of how I just saw myself, but I didn't, that it was just so normal to me to be like that, but I didn't think of it any further until I started like being attracted to women, you know, and that wasn't until I was in my twenties.
1: Right. See, and I look back and I think about even 13, 14, 15 years old, having sleepovers with my best friends and the things that would happen at those sleepovers were not just best friend actions but I never talked to anyone about it. I never had anyone in my family that could relate to that or understand it. And so I just experimented in secret and moved along.
0: Yeah, I do feel like, you know, growing up in with a religious background like, you know, Christianity, like I think that it can put so much pressure on you just to have like this dark secret fucking life of like you're doing something so incredibly wrong you know
1: yeah to the point where when I became a mom I started instilling those same things into my kids and now I'm having to unteach what I've taught them and rewire their brains too
0: yeah I'm glad you are taking the time to do that because I think it's important to um, just have this like forward open-minded thinking you know
1: yeah yeah so I guess going back I I guess I was attracted to females for as far back as I can remember teenage years into young adulthood and I I continued dating men and even marrying one but I always knew that it was there and right around the time that I turned 30 was when I decided that I was done pretending and I started stepping into my own style and I felt more confident in myself and decided to make some changes within me that helped me allow, like helped allow me to open up to that side of it and experiment with it just a little bit more.
0: Yeah. I, um, during the pandemic in 2020 was when like I had this, um, project that I was working on. That's, it was like, uh, who am I project and it's like you have to like really peel back like a lot of layers like you can't just say like oh I'm a wife I'm a mother I'm you know you so you like dig really deep and I so I started pulling out um like photographs from uh, my elementary school years and you know junior high and every single photo I showed my youngest son, Jet, I, I showed him these pictures and I was like, is this a boy or a girl? And every single picture he was like, boy, boy, like he didn't know it was me. He just like, boy, boy, <laughs> boy, right down the line. And I smiled cause I was like, yeah, like, yeah, that's, that was me. Like a little tomboy. That's what I was, everybody called me. And, um, during like trying to figure out like who I was, like, that's when I really like sat back and I was like, holy shit, like, I feel really good when I don't feel like a girl. And I don't know what that means for me. But I think when I don't feel girly, and I thought back on all the times that my mom would like, you know, she had signed me up to do this modeling thing at, a local mall. And I, I really didn't like it, but I felt like I was getting some closer, like one-on-one attention with her that I wasn't getting at home. So I just like sucked it up and, and did it and had to sit through like getting makeup and hair done and and wearing clothes that I typically wouldn't want to wear. And She would even make me, like, walk back and forth in the living room with, like, books, like, stacked on my head and make sure I have, like, perfect posture and sit like a lady with my legs crossed. And I just – I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. And I started to rebel. And, um you know, I didn't – I wouldn't do it anymore and uh, just got in this really, really um grungy boy stage. <laughs> but, like <laughs> – it like I don't know, like I just I, I just remember like fighting for um my mom to understand me and, and to realize that um I'm not going to to be ladylike and I'm not going to be a little girl. And that's when I wrote the song Don't Dress Me in Pink. And so that was like a lot of like the lyrics were like a lot about that. Um but um that was so in in twenty twenty that was, I I was doing like therapy twice a week. And, and that was around the time when I was like, I really feel like non-binary. And I talked to my husband about that. And I, and, and we talked a lot about just like clothing and style and me, and me leaning into, um, you know, dressing more like I feel inside and expressing that more and, um, a, a lot of different things. So, That was like the first like really big discovery before even diving into I want to explore being bisexual more and lean into, um, you know, not just being attracted to women, but exploring more. I wasn't even there yet in 2020. I mean, I had plenty of random experiences throughout my life, but I wasn't that wasn't where my head was. My head was like really trying to peel back and figure out what the fuck it means when i when i like to be more gender fluid and not have um not feel like i have to be this girl that everybody's wanted me to be forever um so that was like our my first big discussion with Tommy was dude, I feel like this, you know, and we were sitting at a coffee shop and I just started like opening up about it because I was working on the project. So I was like telling him about my thoughts. And that's, um, that's like when I really started leaning into using pronouns of she, they, but like, really I've never, I've never asked anybody or, um, mentioned like, Hey, I, I, um, want to be referred to as this. I don't know. Like, I, I don't really feel like I need that, but I like to let people know, like, that's also what I feel. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah.
1: See, I think mine was kind of the opposite. I think I had to accept how I was feeling for myself before the comfort of dressing the way that I wanted to and acting the way that I wanted to came along with it. It was me mentally having to accept it first. So, Jeff and I have known each other since we were 13, and when I told him, he there was zero shock. He knew. He's known for years and years, and he watched me go through those friendships with my best friends when they weren't really just friendships. He watched me have a roommate that ended up becoming a lot more than just a roommate, and so I feel like coming out to him was the easiest person because he already... He probably could have told me before I even told him. And then the shift of realizing that it was more than just being bisexual, that's probably the most recent and new part of it that I guess I didn't always understand until probably about the last three or four months.
0: Yeah. I think that with both of, with both of our partners, we have been really lucky that they have both just kind of already, they, they probably, like you said, they probably knew before us and a hundred percent. Tommy told me the first time I went to visit him and I got out of the car, he instantly thought like, she's a lesbian. And when he told me this, I was like, motherfucker, you could have let me know. You like, you could have told me, <laughs> you given me a heads up. Like, um, but he was like, oh, you're so cool. You're like one of the guys, you know, you're so laid back. And, and we, you know, instantly got along and, and started, you know, being best friends and started a band and, and making art together all the time. And, like, it's super, super fun. And um, we still share, like, a lot of fun fun times. But, like, I think...
1: But that's the thing is that I feel like with women or anyone in, in, in a situation similar to ours when you're dating a man when i've always dated men or even hung out with a boyfriend and their group of friends it always felt like they were more of a friend to me than a boyfriend or jeff has always been my best friend before he was my husband and it it's all from as far back as i can remember i a a large part of why i was attracted to men was because they were fun to hang out with, and they were my buddy first. A hundred percent, a
0: hundred percent. Like, and like, I always said, like, I don't get along with girls. I cannot hang out with girls. I don't get along with girls. I hang out with dudes. They understand me, right? I'm, I'm sensing yep. that you're the same. Okay, so, yeah, like, there's something there that's like a common thread in, in your. Denial or discovery or whatever it is, because I always found myself just, even with my ex-husband, Steve, like, we very much, like, were, are, have always been bros. So, like, he's just, like, a good, you know, hangout buddy he was. And, yeah, it just, um, it's different because... When I met you, I knew I instantly didn't want to be your friend.
1: <laughs> right? Like it is different. It's a totally different feeling and I I definitely knew right away as well and I like I said I think that that's a huge part of what shifted for me in the last 3 to 4 months from thinking that I was just bisexual and attracted to women but could be with a man versus I no longer have the desire to be with a man aside from just a friendship or a co-parenting situation a best friend, a partnership of some, to some degree, but all of my sexual attraction and attention has now been turned towards women. Yeah.
0: I think, um, just the more you allow yourself, like, like I said, leaning into it, just leaning into it and allowing yourself some space to just really understand, all of those feelings with somebody. Right. And and that's the thing. It was like, I wasn't trying to deceive Tommy or, you know, I didn't want to be like a cheater. You know what I mean? I never wanted that, but I wanted a safe space to say like, I don't know what this means for me, but like it's not going away. And I need to explore and figure this out. And that was a hard that was a really fucking hard conversation, because I danced around it for months and months and months. And I was just like, I'm just, you know, trying to be around, you know, a a group of people that, you know, I feel comfortable around and um, feel myself around. But what I wasn't, Opening up about was all of these brand new feelings like racing through me that I was that I knew that I wanted, yeah. More. Well, and I was having a conversation
1: with a good friend of mine who brought it up that I think a lot of the reason Jeff specifically was the person that I was comfortable enough to come out to in that full. I'm a lesbian, you know, to say that to your own husband is because they do make like that he made me feel safe enough to say that out loud. And I think it takes you finally getting to a point in your or at least for me, I can only speak for myself, it took me getting to a point in my life that I, I felt safe enough with him that I wasn't in fight or flight mode all the time. I wasn't in chaos constantly. And I could actually slow down and understand the feelings that I was having. And feel comfortable enough to tell my partner those things without being scared to do so
0: yeah you you really have to like I've said before to you like having two different main partners in my life you know Steve first and then Tommy it was like I there there was just like two different dynamics you know one of them was like looking to benefit from it looking to like how he was going to be part of that opportunity. Right. And then it would be okay. And that messed me up in the head. That set me back. That set me back on my journey because having a threesome when there's feelings involved with somebody that you didn't even realize until it started happening. And then, and then sharing that moment and just feeling like it left me with a feeling that, I knew it wasn't for me. I knew it was something I just, I didn't have interest in. And, um, you know, I kind of freaked out and, um, was like in going to therapy pretty, pretty intensely. And then I even like went back to church at that time. And I have not been back to church since that, since that, um, time. um, and it, that made it worse and it it backfired on me and set me back even further. So and that was when I was 30. So um you know, I'm 42 and and that's that's how far it's taking me from getting set back from from that first um real true feeling that I had for somebody and I recognized it and I wanted more and more and more of it and I couldn't have it unless somebody else was involved.
1: Right. And I think a lot of that sparks from feeling out of control. Like when we feel out of control about something, we try to cling to anything that we can, like you trying to go back to church. And I know for me, when I was with my ex, my the, the father of my two older children, we were never married, but we were together for almost 10 years. And I, it was so out of control that I was the one that tried to initiate three sons just so that I could try to feel that other side of it for even just a brief moment. And having been in a threesome, it's just not it's not the same. It doesn't benefit you the way that you're hoping that it will, and in fact it just complicates things. Mm-hmm. And you walk away more confused than you were when you went into it. Yeah, a hundred percent.
0: But then on the flip side, you know, with Tommy he, like the first thing I really, really liked some what he said to me was he had he he never wanted to share me. He never wanted to share me. And coming out of a relationship where you, where I felt as if that person didn't even care who I was with, you know, Um, to have somebody care so much about you and love you so hard and not, and, and be so gentle and so, you know, just soft spoken. And I just, I've never felt so secure and so safe. And I honestly, like, I know we've both said this, like, because of, how safe I feel with Tommy. I've been able to have these really crucial conversations that you play over and over again in your head and you don't want to hurt the person's feelings. And it's just like, you swallow it back down every time that you want to like, you know, have the conversation. And eventually for me, I just got to a point where I was like, I feel like I'm living a double life. Like it's to the point where I feel like I'm living a double life. And I got to experience going to some TikTok meetups and feeling so free and so just that, like, not a, like, I don't know if it's just like, it, it really felt like I was just like reliving a piece of me that I missed out on. And I wanted to, like, hold on to that. And when I would get back home, I would have to transition back into, like, a straight traditional marriage. And that was so fucking hard for me because of how amazing I felt when I got to be exactly who I wanted to be. And I didn't have to be a wife and I didn't have to be a mom. I could just be Kirby and everybody fucking loved me. And I loved everybody around me. And it was just a really just good feeling. And I, I never allowed my, not that I didn't allow myself. I just didn't have the opportunities to have a group of lesbian friends. And then once I did just to, to feel like, I can hug and show affection and love and tell somebody a hundred times, like, I love you. And you know, you mean so much to me and all of this stuff and not have it even be weird. Like, it's just this, like a a different level of closeness that I experienced where I was like, I found my tribe. Like I found my people. This, this is like my family. Like this is, I, I, I can't imagine not having these people in my life. And when i would come back home obviously i love my children i love tommy very much but when i would come back home it take me a couple of days to be like okay here we go back to back to my other routine and i'm not i'm I, i'm even though i know i'm not that person i'm going to be that person
1: right now yeah it's almost like you have to pretend for a minute i get that on a lot of levels because i feel like that's where i finally am in the last 3 or 4 months i don't have a large community or group of friends that has supported me for any amount of time up until about the last two to three months, I finally have started meeting people that I feel like I connect with at this stage in my life. Um, but I get those same feelings every time that I come back from a weekend with you, it takes me four or five, sometimes six or seven days to get to any kind of normal routine again, because you feel like you left behind a, a, a piece of yourself that was your true self that you were able to be for that weekend or week or whatever it is? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I know it's the goodbyes get harder, you know, they get harder because you know, like I'm already like, I'm so excited to see you next week. And at the same time, I'm terrified of my heart feeling like it's going to get a little bit, you know, bruised up again.
1: Yeah. It's a, it's a vicious cycle for sure. And that's a whole nother side of it that I'm still figuring out.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, when you figure it out, let me know. So.
1: Okay. I will. (laughs)
0: Um, Let's see if there is more to, I think there was a little bit more to this. Um, So are you go, okay. The back to the question you know, we answered like how long um, had we known, and how long did, versus how long it took to come out. Um, and then, are you going to continue the long-term relationship, or is someone planning to move soon? So, I could just jump in right into that. Nobody's talking about moving. I mean, in our fantasy dream world, like yeah, we want to live with each other today, but like nobody's talking about moving. Um, I would say speaking for me, like I'm, I'm leaning into, um, visiting as much as we can every month, every other month, taking a trip somewhere, um, and spending time together. And because between us, we do have eight kids. And if we just quickly merge our lives together with all of our kids and, and, you know, spouses that like divorce is not even a in our vocabulary right now. Um, that's a lot. And I feel like with a lot of relationships, when you just dive right into, um, all of the stress and responsibilities of everything that come with it, like it could diminish like something really incredible that we have right now. And even though long distance is really hard, I think that, Having the one-on-one time that we get um, together is something I'm not ready to give up yet and put everything else on the table together. Like I like having us have our private time and get to know each other because it's brand new and I don't, I'm not in a rush for for any moving or anything like that.
1: Well, right, because that's the thing is that relationships start off so fragile. And you and I still have a lot to establish just between the two of us. And that's really hard to do with all of the other things distracting us or people surrounding us. And I mean, this, when we meet next week, that's the first time that we'll even hang out with a group of people ever. I mean, it's like baby steps that everybody takes in their relationship right at the beginning. And um, because we both have roots where we are it's it complicates it a lot and even even if one of us got some crazy wild hair up our ass and wanted to it's not realistic right now
0: but at some point like I would love to even just spend like a full week with you and you know I I know we will um but yeah the baby steps are important and um I feel like especially since it's taken us this long to get to where we are, like, I know, like, instantly you want to dive into it really fast and and jump right to, like, the big, you know, hurrah. But at the same time, like, like, it's not about the destination right now. It's just about the journey. And I think walking hand in hand together through it in where we both have kind of, like, an identical situation. And I think that's what made me feel that not not made me feel but allowed me to open up and let the feelings that i had for you actually turn into real real life feelings because i felt safe knowing that you had a husband too and you had a family and that comes first and that is very important to you and i have those same those same beliefs and feelings my family is very important to me tommy is very important to me he's he's not going I'm not just erasing him from my story. And we still want to um, move forward as, as friends.
1: And I think that, I don't know, I, I can, I can say with confidence that I've always been a very impulsive person. And when I want something, I want it hard and I do everything that I can to make it happen. And sometimes I'm, this might sound odd, but sometimes I'm thankful that I do have set barriers that are forcing me to kind of pump those brakes every once in a while and say, hey, snap back to reality and realize what the what's right in front of you and what you're actually capable of making happen. And it's forcing me to take it slow, which is something I've never been great at doing my entire life, which is probably a lot of the reason that I'm, you know, in a lot of the situations that I'm in. Um, so as odd as it may sound, I think that Maybe you could say the same that having Tommy and having Jeff and having all of our kids and all of our roots might, in a weird roundabout way, be kind of healthy for our relationship just to force us to take our time.
0: Mm-hmm. So that brings us to the end of this question. This last piece of her question was and the question everybody wants to know where's mm-hmm. the husband? Is if he's still in the picture. And will there be a throuple situation? So at this kind of question makes me think that you maybe think there's only one husband. There's two husbands. And so there's not going to be any throupling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I don't know. My Like, both of our husbands are still in the picture. And for me, I'll just say, um, you know, I took off my wedding band A couple years ago, I stopped wearing it and he stopped where he took his off um, two months ago, I think December was that two months ago, almost already. And um, we were getting ready to get in bed one night and he said, so you're a single lesbian. I'm a single straight guy. And we're going to live together and raise our family together. And I said, yes, that that's exactly it. And, um, you know, it's been a a morning of like, of like grieving a process and it's been all lots of ups and downs and happy, supportive moments and sad, um, you know, tragic moments, I guess. Um, so he's still in the picture and we're trying to figure out how we move forward as parents and friends. Um, and, and what that means, but we're not talking about like separating or divorcing or anything like that. I'm not saying that that wouldn't happen down the road someday. If, um, you know, if my living situation was to change or dynamics of our relationship were to change, um, you know, that could very well be, a a conversation but I think we're taking it at our own pace
1: right well and I think that Tommy and that's one thing that I guess most people don't know Um, you know part of what connected you and I is that our our situations were so similar but even more so our husbands are quite literally the same person (laughs) right fucking we joke all the time that I'm a week behind you when it comes to some of the things that we experience and it's true and I think everything that you just said when it comes to the dynamic of your relationship with Tommy right now walks hand in hand for the most part with my relationship with Jeff and you know things like separate rooms have been thrown around and we've discussed what it would look like dating other people on his end and what I would be comfortable with versus not comfortable with and kind of how we would explain that to the kids and those conversations have happened and that is one thing I'm really thankful for is that Jeff is really good at communication and telling me how he feels and being sensitive to the way that I feel in um, conversations with him go really well when they do happen. So I think we're both really lucky in the aspect of having a partner that does give us that that sensitive reaction to what what's happening right now because I know a lot of people that I've talked to who are in similar situations can't say the same and it it breaks my heart for them honestly because I don't I can't imagine going through what I'm going through right now without having a supportive husband Mm-hmm.
0: oh my god yeah it's it all comes down to that love and support like while his heart was breaking and he's, you know, tears in his eyes, he's like, I am so proud of you. I'm so happy for you. Um, I don't love you any less, you know, like I love you so much. And um, it's such a beautiful thing to watch. It's a beautiful thing to witness happening. And he, and he's just so incredibly proud of me. And at the same time, he says, I'm completely heartbroken and sad for myself because it sucks for me. And it does like, it, like I I hate knowing that I flipped his fucking world upside down. And I, when he's sad and, and heartbroken, like it's because of, it's because of me and it's a hard, it's a hard thing to swallow. And, um,
1: But that's the thing, though, is is that like if if you weren't if you weren't to have just put it out there, eventually it would have come out anyway. And like I've told Jeff before, as much as I hate seeing his heart break and watching him go through his sad days. If it's something that I know in my core I can't ignore, then eventually it would have only gotten stronger and resentment or anger, you know, those are feelings that I never want to feel towards Jeff because I was forced to hide something that I couldn't change about myself. And I don't know, I think that just understanding that it's not a choice as much as it's who we are is really important. Mm -hmm. We're figuring it out. I don't know. You want to have a throuple? Do I want to have a throuple? Um... (laughs) Who are we going to pick? Hmm.
0: <laughs> We're going to have to save that for another time. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> if you'd like to be a guest on the show, DM us on our Insta account at fashionably late lesbians. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode.